yes, yes, what's going on everybody, welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage, I am your host David Castle, coming at you live on this, the 10th of July 2020 from a very lockdown, coronavirus infected, pandemic zone, Carson City, Nevada, where we're going into uh, phase two of the lockdowns, they let us have a little break there. And uh, now they're locking shit down again. Our eminent government governor, Steve Sisolak, has decided that uh, we are not allowed to go to bars anymore. The bars have to close down, but only if they primarily serve drinks. If you still serve food, then you can continue to operate as you were in some way, shape, or form. Who the fuck knows? They do. It makes no sense. Nothing makes any sense. I know it's been a while since my last broadcast, podcast broadcast. I've uh, been doing other stuff, I'm not going to lie to you. It hasn't been my biggest priority, but things have been going down and we just, we really need to talk about them. I hope everybody is staying sane out there and, you know, just getting through these these incredible times that we're living through. It really is an incredible time to be alive. All the changes that we're going through, the civil unrest the fucking madness, man. Uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. It's fucking crazy, man. And the shit that they're making us do here in Nevada, they have a mandatory mask law as they do in a bunch of other sh- states, I'm sure. Um, I've largely been able to avoid wearing the mask, but there's some places where you you have to. And it doesn't matter that it makes no sense, you know, that the bandanas or the shirt over the face, it's not doing anything to protect protect you or anybody around you from catching the virus. It's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. But facts don't matter. Not when there's an agenda this large going on, and this really is all part of the agenda. This is 9-11, phase two of 9-11. At first, they used terrorists who hated our freedom in order to take our rights away, and now it's this invisible virus that could come and surge at any moment and kill everybody, and it's for your own good and for your own safety that we have to sacrifice what little we had left of our freedoms, if you could even call them that, but we sure don't fucking have any anymore, and it's pretty frustrating, pretty aggravating, and the fact that so few people choose to even talk about it or, you know, can have a logical conversation about it. Everybody wants to avoid it. Everybody wants to live in their own little fucking fantasy world and act like this shit isn't happening. But that's not going to change anything, and that's not going to have a positive impact on anybody, you know. You're pretty much acquiescing into the tyranny if you don't say anything about it and you just allow it to happen. You're part of the problem. Uh, And I don't say that to align with the Black Lives Matter movement and their thing, like a silence is consent type of thing, which basically says that you have to be part of their movement and their organization or else you're a racist. That's completely ridiculous. I don't agree with that. Um, But it's true, though, if if you're just going to allow this stuff to happen and not say anything about it, then, you know, what the fuck? We have to be doing our research. We have to be looking for the facts and discovering what's really going on, and talking about it with each other, with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family, and and letting them know that we're not going to stand for this shit, because this is bullshit, man. Like I said, uh, I think it's as of, what is it, today's Thursday? No, today's Friday. Um, so as of tonight, yeah, they're closing down all the bars again, because Sisolak, Governor Sisolak, said that we're having a, a big surge here, and everybody's going to die. And I'm sure he was advised by his 
his very well-trained medical advisor, Jim Murin, the CEO of MGM Resorts, who is our Corona Task Force leader, advisor, motherfucker. He's the number one dude who is deciding where all of this coronavirus task force money goes to. That's the given down from the federal government. Billions of fucking dollars. And he's deciding where it goes. The CEO of MGM Resorts, the biggest casino fucking company in the world. That's who's in charge of our coronavirus task force. Isn't that fucking inspiring? Don't we live in a fair world that totally makes sense? Jesus Christ. Ah, man, it's pretty insane. And, uh, you know, everyone's buying it. Ah, oh, Jesus, this guy's not a doctor. Just like Bill Gates isn't a fucking doctor. They're just billionaires who have connections with government. They donated a shitload of money to their campaign. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to write a whole article about this uh, this Jim Urin uh, coronavirus task force leader thing. Because it's just so heavily corrupt, and I haven't seen anybody report on it or ask questions about it, at least not in the mainstream media, or anybody else for that matter. Um, but yeah, this guy, Jim Murin, was the CEO of MGM. And then in be the beginning of March, right before all of the lockdowns took place and all of the casinos had to close, uh, he decided to sell off all of his stocks in MGM and step down as the CEO. So he sold when the stocks were about $35, $35 a share, and he had you know, tens of thousands of them, one of the biggest shareholders in that company, and he had been the CEO for years and years, and he was a big donor to who is now the current governor, uh, Mr. Sisolak, Lickasack, and uh, yeah, so he fucking, he, obviously they knew something was going down, it's insider trading. It's blatant insider trading. Steps down as the CEO of MGM, sells all of his stocks right before, like a week before the fucking lockdowns happened because his homie is Sisolak and he knew that they were going to do it all at the same time. They all knew. And this this went for hundreds of CEOs of these companies, you know, across the world who stepped down all at the same time throughout 2018, throughout 2019 because they knew the shit was going down and the economy was going to collapse because this is all planned. This is all planned out ahead of time. So he, he sells all his stocks for like $35 a share. Uh, within like a couple weeks, they drop all the way down to $5. So he makes like millions and millions of dollars. He sold when they were at an all-time high. And then what does he do? Once they're $5, goes back and fucking buys them all up again. That's insider trading, folks. And he is the guy who has been appointed as the Coronavirus Task Force leader for Nevada even though he has no medical training, he knows nothing about fucking stopping a pandemic or doing anything, saving lives at all. In fact, this was the guy who was in charge of the MGM resorts when that giant shooting happened with Stephen Paddock, supposedly. Who the fuck even knows what really happened with that because that story is so full of holes. You can't believe anything that they're saying on that. And if you do question it, just like if you question what happened on Sandy Hook or any of these other shootings that are incredibly suspect – uh, you you know you're gonna get your channel deleted. You're gonna be shunned and ostracized, and you're just you're a fucking terrorist if you question any, anything with that official narrative. And uh, yeah, people really did die there. In fact, my dad's girlfriend was at that show at that festival when that shit was happening, and fucking she saw some crazy shit. So something really happened there. Whether or not it was really Stephen Paddock who carried it out, or it was some elite hit squad by the fucking CIA and a helicopter who the fuck knows but what we do know 
is that Mr. Jim Urin was the head of that resort and didn't provide the security necessary to save those lives which were lost that day. And he was probably in on doing that fucking shit if it was an inside job, which I think it was personally. I don't believe the official narrative one bit. Uh, And there's a lot of other people who are really into guns pointed that out too. They just said that it was impossible for this guy to kill that many people, you know, from where he was and in that amount of time and things like that. But facts don't matter. It's whatever they tell us to believe. And that story conveniently disappeared from the news and we don't even know what the fuck's going on with that anymore. Uh, There was one guy, I think it was from like the Las Vegas Sun Review or something like that, who was really on top of this. I think he might be an ex-cop or something, but he's written hundreds of articles about what took place that day with with the shooting at the, I think it was the Route 91 festival or 99 or something, country festival. A lot of people fucking died and it was fucked up and there's a lot of holes in it and the cover-up that ensued after it and all of that. But the point I'm trying to make is these are the people who are who are telling us what to do and you know creating the rules for us to follow And most people are doing it like good little sheep. They don't even research anything. They don't even look into alternative explanations. They don't even fucking think, man. They just, they just, most people learn through osmosis. They don't, they're not like out actually researching things. They're just, things are like being absorbed into them and they don't even know why they believe what they believe. They just fucking, you know, they're just walking around mindless in the world. They have no idea what the fuck's going on. And, uh. You know, now we all have to abide by that and and do whatever the masses say because if you go outside and you're not wearing a mask here, everyone fucking looks at you like you're a piece of shit, like you want to kill their grandma, and, uh, you know, you're just a terrible, ignorant person who is incredibly selfish because this is that narrative that has been created. And I have a little article I'm going to read to you about that. But first, let's go into Lickasack, talking about ordering the bars in Vegas and Reno to close, and I'm sure Carson will be a part of that too. Because Carson is where Mr. Lickasack is based. Because we, we're living in the capital, and that's where I live. So it says, Carson City, bars not serving food in the Las Vegas and Reno areas will be ordered to temporarily shutter. What does that mean, shutter? At 11.59 Friday, as the state rolls back its reopening plan amid spikes in coronavirus cases. Govern, Governor Lickasack announced tonight. Now, this was all part of it, man. We've, I've, I've, I've been saying since the beginning that this is going to be a recurring thing. Every time there's a, a supposed surge, which doesn't have to be based on facts at all. Who knows what the fuck the, the tests are really all about because they're coming back with false positive. Who knows if this virus even really exists? There's so many, there's hundreds of different types of coronaviruses. There's a bunch of different types of COVID viruses too. That's why we're on COVID-19 and not COVID fucking one. That's why it's not just COVID because there's all these different types of cases and that's where that comes from. And there's a lot of doctors and nurses who have come out and spoken how these tests are giving false positives, how the death rates are being manipulated and somebody might die with stage four lung cancer, but they'll still be marked down as a COVID-19 death as long as they test positive for the virus, which, as I said before, are often coming back with false positives. And they'll, they'll keep fucking testing them until they come back positive. Because the hospitals get more money if somebody has COVID-19. They get a shitload of money if they get hooked up to a ventilator. Uh, and it's just incredibly corrupt. And the, the medical industry is brainwashed. Uh, the American Medical Association was bought out and actually was created by Rockefeller. John D. Rockefeller, I believe it was. One of those billionaire tycoons from the early 20th century who made a shitload of money. I think it was in the oil industry. 
And uh, yeah, he's the one who created that and totally changed our whole medical industry to shift from uh, homeopathic remedies in a more natural way of treating the human body into the pharmaceutical drugs, uh, vaccinations, and just a, they, they totally revolutionized it. Not in a good way, though. It was more for profit. And it's funny because John D. Rockefeller, he lived to be like 95, and wherever he went in those later years of his life, he always had his homeopathic doctor with him. So although he was dictating what the rest of the world must do uh, as far as their medical shit, he always used the homeopathic doctor, and he lived to be like 90-something. Meanwhile, he's he's mandating and teaching the next generations of doctors uh, through through donating to these institutions like colleges and universities and creating establishments like the American Medical Association, uh, the CDC. These all are tied back to these guys, these billionaire tycoons who want to control the world. They were all fucking created by them. And under the guise of philanthropy, under the guise of being, you know, so giving and so caring, they actually just controlled the whole industry and controlled our whole healthcare establishment, along with many other things, education, government, all this shit. So that's the way the world's really want really run. And we're just taught to just mindlessly obey anything that a doctor says or a politician or whatever, because they're experts. Uh, and scientists go along with this too because science, because science is never wrong and science can't be manipulated and bought out, supposedly, right? <laughs> We're taught to be this ignorant and naive. Ah, Jesus. So much to talk about. Anyways, there's been a gradual increase in COVID-19 since bars and other businesses such as gyms and water parks reopened about a month ago in the second phase of bringing the economy back after more than 80 days of closures where, rem remember, originally it was supposed to be like two or three weeks or a fucking 80 days. The positivity test rate is 7.5%. Lickasack, who didn't indicate how long he would order bars to remain closed, said he came to the decision after discussions with the officials from the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. They warned that the state could see a surge of cases, that the hospital system would be overwhelmed if something wasn't done. This information, based on the increasing trends we've been experiencing, led me to my decision today, he said. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, observed more than 1,500 businesses in the past two weeks, of which 79% were compliant with state requirements. But when inspect inspecting bars, fewer than half were in compliance with safe social distancing and face-covering protocols. Yeah, because it's a fucking bar. People are drunk. They don't give a fuck. I went to the bar a few days ago. Uh, maybe a week ago now, and it was popping. There was a shitload of people. Nobody was wearing masks. People were wasted. Nobody give a fuck. People were making out. You know, it was normal bar shit. Uh, and what's funny, too, you got OSHA here who's saying that the businesses aren't compliant, and OSHA's own guidelines for the amount of oxygen you need to be in a safe workplace, it's being violated all the time because if you're wearing a mask, you're not getting enough oxygen. You're breathing in carbon dioxide. It's poisonous to your body, and it's fucking killing you. And OSHA are the people who who set these these uh, whatever mandates and these these safety precautions where if you get below a certain level, then it's not a fit workplace and you don't have to work basically. Well, anybody wearing these masks are not getting enough oxygen. You just simply aren't. It, it, it doesn't allow you to breathe properly. So they're, <laughs> meanwhile, when they're, when they're shutting down all of these businesses for our own good so they can save our lives and stuff, 
they're meanwhile mandating something that blatantly goes against their own guidelines and their own, their own things about safety because anybody who's wearing a mask is not within the OSHA requirements. So that's just the hypocrisy of government that we live in that people mindlessly and blindly obey because they are sheep and uh, they know nothing else. They just believe whatever they're told on the TV because 90% of us are completely brainwashed. But I think some people are starting to wake up, but I mean, I don't see it happening on a widespread scale. I see everybody obeying and mindlessly doing what they're told because they're afraid, because they were told to be afraid because... That's what that little box in the corner of the room is telling you to do. Uh, It says, we know that COVID-19 can easily spread when people are congregating for long periods of time, like inside a bar, like a sack said. In states where we have seen significant spikes, such as Arizona, Texas, and Florida, they have all taken actions to roll back bars. Uh, Recently, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is a completely corrupted Probably has ties to the CIA. He's definitely a, I think it was a Jesuit. One of those things. Either a Jesuit or a, oh man, what's that other one? One of those Catholic like secret society things. He's a fucker is what he is. I don't trust him. Recently, Dr. Phony, the U.S.'s top infectious disease expert, advised that congregating in bars poses a significant risk and is one of the most dangerous things people could do right now. We must heed his advice. He is untouchable. He knows all. He is the all-knowing Dr. Phony. I mean Fauci. Restaurants with bars are ordered to close the bar and continue to limit capacity to 50%. Bar tops, regardless, if they have gaming machines, will be closed. Restaurants and casinos must close inside bar areas, but alcohol can still be served. Okay, that makes sense. Sisolak... Lickasack, I'm sorry, did not prohibit indoor dining, but is limited is limiting it to parties of six or less. While this directive does not prohibit indoor dining, I'm strongly encouraging all food establishments to promote outdoor dining as much as possible as well. Lickasack said, "Gyms and swimming pools are also being evaluated, although Lickasack is allowing them to remain open." Thank you, Lickasack, for allowing us to swim in a fucking pool. You piece of shit. He said masks must be worn at pools or water parks unless the person is in the water. Okay, that's fun. Those at a gym must wear masks at all times unless they are engaged in a high-intensity workout, which Lickasack has never done a day in his life because that guy is in worse shape than fucking anyone. I hate him. Anyways, it continues to go, blah, blah, blah. They are intentionally destroying the economy, folks, and getting away... uh, Doing away with small business. That's that's what this is all about. They're completely complicit in this whole New World Order agenda, which is meant to destroy this country and just flip everything over upside down, create this thing called the new normal, which I fucking called back in November when I dropped that song, which I wrote a, a year before that because I saw where everything was going. And now look where we are. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, guys. And, uh, yeah, I saw on Facebook is where I originally saw that he planned on shutting down the bars and whatnot. So I was looking at the comments, naturally, and there were some people who were like, this guy's an idiot, what the fuck's going on? And then there's a bunch of people who are like, thank you so much, lick a sack, let me lick your sack, you're so brilliant. I know this was a difficult decision, you care about us so much. It's like, oh my god, there's really people out there who believe that. People are so stupid. And I can honestly say that. Now, yesterday I went to the 
I went to pick up some Chinese food, right? And uh, yeah, I walk in there and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not wearing my mask. I don't care. I didn't see anything on the on this the door that said wear a mask. So I'm like, all right, you know, if the people at the business aren't requiring it, then I'm not going to wear it. And you know, if they ask me to put one on, maybe I will. But you know, I'm going to go see what's up because fuck the mask. They don't do anything anyways. The virus is too small unless you're wearing an actual N95 mask or a fucking gas mask. They don't work. So I went in there, and uh, I'm standing there. There's some other people waiting. Everybody's afraid to sit down, you know, so everybody's ordering to go. And uh, I'm just standing there, and I see another guy without a mask, and I'm like, sweet. This guy knows what's up. He's some older white dude, big white beard, and, like, kind of looks like Santa. I'm like, yeah, if Santa doesn't care, then we must be in the good, you know? We're, in, we're good. And uh, so I'm waiting there. It's kind of busy, and... And this other guy walks in, and he looks at me. You know, he walks in after me, too. He's like, where's your mask, man? And I'm like, I just shrug my shoulders. I didn't even say anything. I was like, hmm. He's like, go get your mask. And I'm like, what? I, I didn't even say anything. I just ignored him. I'm like, what the fuck? Go get my fucking mask. Who the fuck are you, you know? But this is what they're doing to us. They're turning us against each other. I didn't go get my mask because fuck that guy. If somebody that worked at the restaurant would have told me to do it, I would have done it. But this guy has no right to do it. And in fact, the people who own the restaurant were angry that he even mentioned anything to me because it's not his place to do that. Who is he? You know, they're, they're fucking up their business, that guy was. But anyways, that guy hated me. He just stared at me with so much anger and hatred in his eyes. And I just looked back at him like, dude chill bro like and then I proceeded to explain to him how his mask wasn't doing anything anyways and how it was insufficient to block the spread of this virus because he was wearing one of those cloth ones where you could pretty much fucking see through the holes it's like putting on pantyhose across your mouth it's not doing anything unless you're wearing the official ones the N95 mask or an actual type of respirator device like a gas mask then uh, it's ineffective and this is just a symbolic mind control thing that they're making us do. And people are so brainwashed that you're seeing all these things go across social media where people are saying, wear a fucking mask. Could you imagine if somebody told you that in public to wear a fucking mask? Then they say it like that too. They put the F word in there. Like how incredibly rude to say to somebody. And who are you to, to say that? But what they've done, they've scared people to such an extent where – you know, people are allowed to be that rude, and in fact, they're they're totally justifying it. Where it's like, where's the common decency between us people? And I'm sure people would take the opposite route. All these you know geniuses out there who believe everything the government and the scientists who are bought out tell them. And uh, you know, I'm just an idiot who doesn't know what's going on. But come on, guys, what are we gonna do here? Let's practice some civil disobedience, and. Uh, you know, take our fucking world back because this is what's happening here. It's it's a takeover of our world, and uh, most people are just going along with it, and it's incredibly sad. I recently came across this little article talking about the face masks, which I liked. Now, of course, this isn't written by Dr. Phony. It's just written by an, an ignorant citizen who doesn't care about his fellow man, but I thought it was pretty good. So it says, talks about lockdown non-consent. And this is a sample email you could send to your sheriffs, police, mayor, etc., which I might consider doing. So it says face masks. Number one, masks are unhealthy. They force the wearer to breathe their own stale exhaled breath continuously. 
mask and social distancing efficacy at protecting self and others and in mass is open to wide scientific debate which is 100% fact there's a lot of doctors who have come out and said that it is much less healthy to wear a mask than it is to not wear one because you're just breathing in your own stale carbon dioxide and the stuff that you're supposed to be getting out of your body and not putting into your body it's a poisonous gas number 2 mass promotion and acceptance of masks is attitudinally unhealthy. Masked, politically correct, self-righteous egos bask in their goodness and rightness, and many judge the unmasked as ignorant, selfish individuals who don't care about helping others or sacrificing for the common good. The more militant are bullish in their demand, like that fag at the fucking Chinese restaurant. Sorry, I don't mean to use that word. It slips out sometimes. <laughs> the more militant are bullish in their demand that those unmasked others be and believe like them. So everybody's got to do what they say because you know, they're so smart and, and noble. They believe their life and children's health depend on it, and because of their perceived need of others' assistance in the matter, they think others are obliged to care about and be responsible for their health as well as believe as they do. Because this is all belief, right? This is all a matter of faith. Facts don't matter anymore, not in this time that we're living. Unless they're psychopaths or sociopaths, they're obviously too dependent and not very bright. And it has links to talking about how the Royal Society president says mask refuseniks should be publicly shamed like drunk drivers. Of course, of course, right? That's how they're going to use it. They're going to shame us into doing it, right? Because the pressure of your fellow man is incredibly powerful. You know, nobody wants to be ostracized from society. Nobody wants to be unincluded. Is that a word? I don't know. People want to, People don't like when people don't like them. <laughs> it's just, it's a natural human thing. Number three, mask promotion and acceptance of masks teaches children and adults to be afraid of and resist nature and environment. This is unwise. See the second law of thermodynamics and unwarranted. Number four, mask promotion and acceptance of masks and social distancing teaches children and adults to separate themselves ever further from everyone else on all levels. This is unwise and unwarranted. Number five, mandated masks are a crime. They teach children and adults that it is appropriate for the government to mandate such things that violate the rights of the individual. And that's 100% true. Number six, mandated masks widen the open doorway to mandated vaccines and microchips, which is what this is all about, folks. This is all about you having to take that vaccine and get that fucking chip. It's the mark of the beast. They've been wanting to do it for years now. Number seven, acceptance of mandated masks is the choice for death, not life. And the choice to be mind-controlled and prepare to accept what is to come, which will be contrary to your soul. Yep, sounds about right, you know. This guy kind of took a, a religious uh, a religious route, which more powerful, yeah, more power to you, man. Fucking do it. I'm, I'm all for it, dude. Whatever religion you are, you know, I think, I don't think something like this could happen in, in like a really highly religious society, only in an atheist one. Now, of course, you do have places like Saudi Arabia where everybody has to wear a mask because that's part of the religion, but that's a different thing. That's a forgot or something, you know, but now it's for the God, which are scientists. I don't know, man, but there are no, you know, if we had a strong religious fucking group here or you know if if the majority of people were still religious or believed in something beyond the fucking government we would have a, a little bit of resistance at least a little bit 
but we don't have that anymore. We've moved into this atheistic society where science is God, and everything is reduced to this religion of mechanistic materialism that has no morality. There is no soul. There's no life after death. Um, there's just there's just science, and it's it's all materialism and and money and things like that. You know, and I'm not a really religious guy. I'm not super into that shit. But I do bear witness to a higher power. There's something more going on here, folks. And that's why it's important to get the truth out there and and to be a good person and to resist tyranny, to go against this shit. Because the truth does matter. If there's anything that matters in the world, it's the truth. And, and you know, you can either allow people to live in their, their little fantasy world and do whatever they're told by the powers that be, or you can come out and, and talk about the truth. And that's why I do this podcast. So I'm not going to claim like I know everything that's going on, but I can at least introduce people to ideas and get them thinking and, and point them to some alternative information. That's all I'm trying to do here. You know, I ain't making money off this shit. I don't even make money off my music, man. But if you do want to support... Uh, I got, you know, I'm getting these, the Silences Betrayal CDs, they're coming here any day now, I think they just got shipped out today, so they'll be here anytime, I got a bunch of those, and I also have a bunch of new merch too that I'm going to put up on my website, homagetheliongkiller.com, that you can check out if you want to support, you know, you can find out my stuff there, I would highly suggest that you sign up for my email list, I got to start being better about sending out emails and stuff, and because we, we got to get off of these platforms that are controlled by the powers that be, otherwise they're just going to shut us down, you know, so there's always the the risk of something like that happening, which is happening to a lot of people, they deleted, uh, who is it, Stefan Molyneux's channel, who's like a fucking philosopher type dude, a lot of people are calling him racist, I don't think he's racist, but he does have some, uh, I don't know, <laughs> he has some weird views that he supports with his, uh, it kind of like a eugenicist is what he is. I don't fucking know. But it, the point is, they, they're deleting channels just for saying shit that doesn't go along with their fucking narrative. Sorry, I'm messing with my microphone here. I don't know if my sound has been weird. I'm trying to get it all right here where I can see my computer screen and still talk at the same time. Ah, We have another article here. This one is from theactivistpost.com, which I would highly recommend. Um, and it says, Colorado Town threatens up to a year in jail for people who don't wear masks. This is where we are, folks. Fucking crazy. The idea of wearing masks to prevent the spread of COVID-19 coronavirus is still very controversial in the United States, but some state and local governments are now threatening legal penalties for people who are walking around in public places without wearing a mask. (laughs) This is tyranny, folks. Earlier this week, the city of Inglewood, Colorado, issued an emergency order which requires citizens to wear masks. If charged under this law, violators could face up to a year in prison, depending upon the circumstances of the situation and whether or not the suspect is a repeat offender. Oh, shit. You didn't wear your mask two days in a row? That's a year. A year in the slammer, bucko. The order was issued by Sean Lewis of Englewood and approved by the city council shortly after. Oh, man, they love it, too. They love having this power over you. You can't see that. Anybody who goes into politics, they want power. They, they think they know better than you, and they love making these fucking rules for you to follow. It's just the nature of it. They're psychopaths. Sociopaths, too. 
The law will go to effect on Friday. All city residents over the age of five will be required to wear a mask in public that covers both their mouth and nose anytime they enter a business or travel on public transportation. So I would be in jail for a year for what I did yesterday at the Chinese restaurant. Sweet. Employees at these businesses and drivers for public transportation will also be required to wear masks. The first time someone is cited for not wearing a mask, they will be fined $15. After that, it will be $25 for a second offense. However, there is a maximum penalty 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 of $2,650 or up to 360 days in prison. Because it's for your own safety, right? People who are cited will have the option of pleading not guilty and requesting a trial which is exactly what you should do if you get any of these because there are people who will represent you for for free. I've seen ads uh, for, for lawyers and stuff that are saying if you get, um, you know, if somebody comes at you with these types of laws, if you get in trouble for not wearing a mask or if they try to put you in jail, uh, plead not guilty and they'll represent you for free because this is an unconstitutional law and an overstretch of government and a violation of the rights of the individual, which 100% is, and, uh, you know, fuck them. So... You know, let's fight it. Uh, I don't know, man. It's that's something you can risk yourself. A year in prison is <laughs> pretty fucked up. Ah, uh, this is one of many regions in Colorado that have passed laws requiring residents to wear face masks in public. But Inglewood is threatening the most serious penalties. There is no statewide mandate for masks in Colorado, but many other states, including Pennsylvania, Texas, New York, and Nevada which is on the growing list section, of other states haven't implemented mask mandates. For now, there are only a few select cities and counties in Colorado that are mandating masks. Man, it's for your own good, guys. Ah, we're so safe now. Fuck yeah. Is anyone worried about terrorism anymore? What about the terrorists? Do they hate our? Do they still hate our freedom? Why should they? They're more free than us. Ay, ay, ay. It's pretty fucking frustrating, guys. I mean, come on. And the that's part of the problem, too, since it is so frustrating and, and so maddening. People don't want to talk about it. They just want to ignore it. They want to protect their kids from it, you know, because they don't want their kids being afraid, which I understand. But, you know, there comes a time when we got to do something, man, because we're going to go one way or the other here. And uh, we're going the route of the mandatory vaccine. They're going to shoot you up with these nanobots inside of you. They're going to track everywhere you go. Maybe have mind control capabilities. There'll be these little fucking mini antennas in your fucking brain where they got the space-based satellites or whatever. Just the 5G towers, the cell phone towers that can fucking lock into you, broadcast their little wavelength, make you go fucking nuts. Or make you just keel over and die maybe. You know, whatever they want to do. The technology is all there, folks. It really is. We are incredibly advanced and the shit they got coming out of DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, the research area of the Pentagon, which is where all those black budget trillions of dollars are going that the CIA gets from selling all the drugs and shit. Yeah, folks, they got some crazy shit going on, man, and they're just looking for a way to get us all onto that system. And most, you know, I think some people are waking up to that because they're seeing that the measures being taken you know, the measures that are being implemented right now are unjustified. Given the facts, if you look at the facts and the actual data and the statistics surrounding this virus, COVID-19, 
you'll discover that it isn't as deadly as they originally said it would be, right, back in March or February. Um, and there, there haven't been nearly as many deaths as what there should have been. And even the ones that they are reporting as, as deaths, the, the data has been manipulated. So how could you believe any of this stuff? But they're still going to push it, and they're going to push it even harder because they know people are questioning it. And you can't rule out the possibility that they actually do intentionally release a more weaponized version of a bioweapon. And, you know, people really start fucking falling over in the street. We can't rule that out because that could happen at any moment. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what they they have in store for us for Phase 2, what they've been talking about, you know? So... I don't know, man. This is an article from a little while back, a couple months ago, May 17th. And it's a study led by D.A. Henderson, the man who eradicated smallpox. He found draconian lockdowns for flu pandemics ineffective and even destructive. Uh, D.A. Henderson was an American medical doctor, educator, and epidemiologist who directed a 10-year international effort between 1967 and 1977 that eradicated smallpox throughout the world. Dr. Henderson was later the dean of John Hopkins School of Public Health. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, I talked about before on other podcasts that Event 201 where they simulated this whole coronavirus outbreak overtaking the world and, you know, killing a bunch of people – and the ensuing chaos and, and government fucking things they would have to do. You know, that was all done. It was it was foreshadowed and simulated by Johns Hopkins School of Public Health. And it's actually John Hopkins and uh, Mike Bloomberg, too, School of Health, because he's a big donor to them. Uh, Jim Murin is also a big donor on the board of Johns Hopkins. Jim Murin, who I said is the coronavirus task force leader in Nevada, uh, his wife is is really high in the the organization too, and and Bill Gates worked uh, hand in hand with them, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So they're all fucking in on it, man. It's one big club, and you ain't in it. And uh, they worked out how they're gonna do all this stuff in advance, and how they would do that too is they know how the public is going to react to things, you know. And the way they know all that is because they've been collecting your data for so long. They have data collection centers that are literally the size of a city. And they're in Nevada here. Um, they got the new Google installation, the Apple installation, and essentially what they are is like a giant flash drive. And everything you do on the internet, everything you do on social media, everything you look up on Google, whatever, all that stuff, and everything you say, too. We, we know the smartphones are listening to us. That's why if you mention fucking cat food, all of a sudden, you're going to have 20 ads for cat food when you're scrolling through, scrolling through Facebook. It's just how it works. It's the AI, uh, the artificial intelligence. It's They're collecting all of our data, using the artificial intelligence to scan through it. They're creating these like simulations, uh, simulated profiles of each and every person. And with all of that, they can, they can run these simulations and see how the public is going to respond to whatever sort of event. And uh, this is just facts. This is the way shit works, man. And if you think about it, it, it totally would work. And that's why the internet was given to us from the beginning. It was, uh, it's like we buy our own chains. You know, we pay all this money for um, these phones and these computers and stuff. And we're just giving them all of the information they need to, to further control us. So, and it's pretty hard to break out because it's like we're, we kind of need phones now. It's like we've been moving to that direction. Ay, 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 there's so much going on. But um, anyway, so he eradicated smallpox. 
That's an accomplishment, right? It says, before his death in 2016, Dr. Henderson authored a report on pandemics and the value of lockdowns. According to Dr. Henderson and a team of esteemed epidemiologists, lockdowns were found to be ineffective and destructive. But what does he know? All he did was eradicate smallpox. Draconian lockdowns for pandemic flus were rejected as ineffective and destructed in a seminal 2006 paper on infectious disease and socioeconomic grounds by serious, experienced epidemiologists led by D.A. Henderson, who eradicates smallpox. Okay, dude, you fucking said that. Uh, and this is a outtake from the report. There are no historical observations or scientific studies that support the confinement by quarantine of groups of possibly infected people for extended periods in order to slow the spread of influenza, which is what coronavirus is. It's a broad category of sickness. It is difficult to identify circumstances in the past half century when large-scale quarantine has been effectively used in the control of any disease. The negative consequences of large-scale quarantine are so extreme, forced confinement of sick people with the well uh, complete restriction of movement of large populations, difficulty in getting critical supplies, medicine, and food to people inside the quarantine zone that this mitigation measure should be eliminated from serious consideration. So there you have it. It says uh, down here too, it says there are, however, no certain indications that these actions have had any definitive effect on severity or duration of an epidemic. So basically you got here the the guy who... You know, eradicated smallpox and uh, did all that good shit. He's saying that the lockdowns don't work anyways. And, you know, we should know that. It says, uh, I wasn't going to read to you the whole thing. Actually, you know what? I will because this is pretty important. Um, I'll start from the top there. Blah, blah, blah. Home quarantine also raises ethical questions. Implementation of home quarantine could result in healthy, uninfected people being placed at risk of infection from sick household members. Practices of reduce practices to reduce the chance of transmission, hand washing, maintaining a distance of three feet from infected people, etc., could be recommended, but a policy imposing home quarantine would preclude, for example, sending healthy children to stay with relatives when a family member becomes ill. Such a policy also would also be particularly hard on and dangerous to people living in close quarters where the risk of infection would be heightened. During seasonal influenza epidemics, public events with an expected large attendance have sometimes been canceled or postponed, the rationale being the decrease to decrease the number of contacts with those who might be contagious. There are, however, no certain indications that these actions have had any def definitive effect on the severity or duration of the epidemic. Were consideration to be given to doing this on a more extensive scale for an extended period, questions immediately arise as to how many such events would be affected. There are many social gatherings that involve close contacts among people, and this prohibition might include church services, athletic events, perhaps all meetings of more than 100 people, as we're seeing right now. It might mean closing theaters, restaurants, malls, large stores, and bars, implementing such Measures would have seriously disruptive consequences. Schools are often closed for one to two weeks early in the development of seasonal community outbreaks of influenza, primarily because of high absentee rates, especially in elementary schools, because of illness among teachers. This would seem reasonable on practical grounds. However, to close schools for longer periods is not only impractical, but carries the possibility of serious adverse outcome. 
Thus, canceling or postponing large meetings would not be likely to have any significant effect on the development of the epidemic. While local concerns may result in the closure of particular events for logical reasons, a policy directing community-wide closure of public events seems inadvisable. Quarantine. As experience shows, there is no basis for recommending quarantine either of groups or individuals. The problems in in implementing such measures are formidable, and secondary effects of absenteeism and community disruption, as well as possible adverse consequences such as loss of public trust in government and stigmatization of quarantine people in groups, are likely to be considerable. Everyone has sh- oh, experience has shown that communities faced with epidemics or otherwise adverse events respond best and with the least anxiety when the normal social functioning of the community is least disrupted. <sighs> Makes sense though, right? But that's not what it's about. They want to disrupt it. They want to change everything and get people fucking tripping and scared. Strong political and public health leadership to provide reassurance and to ensure that needed medical care services are provided are critical elements. If either is seen to be less than optimal, a manageable epidemic could move towards catastrophe. In Asia, during the SARS period, many people in the affected communities wore surgical masks when in public. But studies have shown that the ordinary surgical mask does little to prevent inhalation of small droplets bearing influenza virus. The pores in the mask become blocked by moisture from breathing, and the air simply diverts around the mask. There are if there are few available there are few data available to support the efficacy of N95 or surgical masks outside a healthcare setting. N95 masks need to be fit tested to be efficacious and are uncomfortable to wear for more than an hour or two. Hand washing and respiratory hygiene. Everyone should be encouraged to wash their hands after coming into contact with people who are ill and to cover their mouths when coughing or sneezing. So it's basically what this guy's saying. It's just common fucking sense. Wash your hands and cough into your fucking elbow. That's all that that's all that we need to do. Everything else is ineffective. It makes no sense. And in fact, it's more disastrous to your health than it is helpful. But what does this guy know, right? He's just the guy who got rid of smallpox. Dr. D.A. Henderson, that is. So I'm gonna I'll put links up to everything I, I reference here uh, so you guys can see it for yourself. If anybody cares. Most people don't care, they just do what they're told by an authority figure, but I'm not an authority figure, so I could even put out this type of shit, and you'll still have those type of people who are just like, you know, I've seen a post going around on social media that's like, um, you know, it's funny, all my friends from high school, you know, who are doing nothing with their lives seem to know all about this this pandemic and what should be happening, uh, and these doctors and scientists are all wrong or something. It's like, you know, it's... Poking, it's a sarcastic way of saying, shut the fuck up, you slave, just do what you're told, you're an idiot, and listen to the experts. But, you know, is anybody looking up this this alternative information that is from well-distinguished, well-informed, you know, established people? Because that information is out there, and and but now we've created this thing in society where everybody's just turned against each other, you know? And the whole Black Lives Matter movement that happened right when they were starting to ease up the, um, you know, the lockdowns and stuff like that. Things were kind of starting to go back to normal. Boom, yeah, this other thing take place. And it's just more anxiety, more people tripping, more hatred, 
more fucking, you know, everybody against each other. And it's always that left-right paradigm, that political divide between liberal and conservative and, uh, you know, black versus white. Anything they can do to turn us against each other and get it, you know, and take us away from from seeing the real problem here, and which is a tyrannical government and a, and a deep state, whatever you want to call it, the Illuminati, whatever the fuck you want to call it, which is working to destroy the world as we know it and and move into a more you know it's like a communist system where the fucking government controls everything and and the communist idea it sounds nice in theory but it's never worked and all it is accomplished in doing is killing hundreds of millions of people across the world that's communism and socialism socialism is just communism in a hurry it's a more palatable version of communism but it always leads into that and it has done nothing good for us and not to say that capitalism is the end all system that is so good but it does at least allow for some freedom and a and a way to fucking rise up if you're depending on the government for your shit which everything they have they've stolen and everything they say is a lie then you're kind of going to be fucked and uh, that's just simple history folks but you know, especially the people who are coming out of the universities and the colleges, they're so brainwashed in, into believing that socialism and communism is a good system for them or something, you know, or that capitalism is so unfair and like, uh, and it can be. Obviously, there are people at the top who, who have a shitload of money and a lot of people at the bottom don't, but at least in the capitalist system, you have the ability to expand and move upward and in communism you don't have that but you still have the people at the top who were billionaires and even trillionaires the people in the soviet system who really ran things they were incredibly wealthy and they've remained wealthy after the soviet system collapsed they just changed and moved into other disguises and different you know forms of government they don't care what what system they're in they're just fucking rich as fuck and they use these systems as um as like experience as experiments to see what they can get away with and how people will respond. And that's what the Soviet system was. In fact, there's a documentary called The Soviet Experiment, which I would highly recommend people watch and learn about how all that stuff took place, you know, the, the whole communist revolution and how many people died and, and what they did with that. And something for you guys to consider, too, is that whenever they did a revolution like this, whether it was the Nazi Socialist Party, which the Nazis were socialists, that's what they were, um, or the uh, you know the communist takeover of Russia, um, the first thing they do when they when they're taking over a country is restrict travel and restrict transportation, so you're stuck. And uh, that's what's happening right now, dude. Like they're not letting us go anywhere. And the, in fact, if you go somewhere, like there's stories of people who went to like um, you know Hawaii to go on a trip because. It's extremely inexpensive to go now. It's, it's really affordable. Probably the cheapest trip to Hawaii you'll ever take, unless you went in like the 50s, maybe. I don't know. It's probably still more expensive back then. So you got people who went and did that, had a great time, and then you got people in Hawaii who are like their primary job is to snitch on these people, and then they fucking get sent to jail or have to pay these huge fines and all this stuff because they broke their quarantine, right? Terrible people trying to go around and have a good time. Ay, ay, ay. But this is where we're at, folks. And, uh, you know, facts just don't seem to matter anymore. Alternative opinions are being censored incredibly. And it's just, man, the mind control. It's fucked up. Kind of stressful. Yeah, I don't know, man. But who cares, right? Let's just fucking 
be entertained, right? Let's just look at what the celebrities are doing. Let's go buy some clothes. Let's fucking get some jewelry. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that stuff, whatever you're into. I'm just saying there's there's a bigger deal going on. It's it's pretty concerning. I have this n- other um, article here, and I, I like to source some of these articles too. Um, like I said, one of them was from the Activist Post. I think you know some of them I get from like the Last American Vagabond, or you just find shit. You just come across stuff. Uh, one was I'm in this group on Facebook. It's Elena Freeland's uh, Under an Eye Eye Sky group, and we're talking about what's going on with the global fucking uh, space fence technology thing that's going in. And this is all part of that. It's just the Internet of Things 5G system where everything is integrated into one system. And eventually our bodies are going to be integrated into that too where they track everything you do. Um, You know, they're going to go away from cash, move into the cashless society where, you know, it's like your money's inside your body and it's like a social credit score like what they're doing in China. It's just a maximum control grid, and depopulation is a huge part of that. But anyways, so some of the information is sourced from there. And I also have to recommend Alan Watts' uh, podcast, which is Cutting Through the Matrix. Uh, You can find it on the podcast app or go to his website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Dude comes out with a lot of good information and really explains this system down to a T, so I would highly recommend that. And also Last American Vagabond, Ryan Christian over there doing a lot of great work. Um, you got James Corbett at the CorbettReport.com doing a lot of good work too and, and coming out with some really good shit. And they all have podcasts and shit like that too. You also got Spyro Scourus at ActivistPost.com. And, uh, you know, these are all people putting out good information and logical information that, that people need to check out and see what's up, you know. And another one I recommend in No Agenda podcasts, you know, fucking the Podfather, Adam Curry. John C. Dvorak, they're doing good shit. So check out this alternative information. you got to get away from the mainstream media because what it is, it's just all mind control. That's just what it is, guys. And you have to sift through it. You know, It's not to say that everything that they're putting out there is completely false and you can't trust any mainstream source, although that is kind of what it is. But you can pick and choose and, and kind of get a good sense of um, what's actually happening when you're when you're sourcing from all these different places. So got to be careful and it's hard to sift through all this shit and make sense that's why you need those alternative explanations and there are a lot of people out there who are doing really good work so got to shout out those people and and highly recommend you guys check them out so this uh, article from the Washington Examiner from July 2nd says Stanford doctor coronavirus fatality rate for people under 45 almost zero percent Stanford University's disease prevention chairman slammed using statewide lockdown measures as a response for the coronavirus, saying they were implemented based on bad data and inaccurate modeling. No. They'd never do that. There are already more than 50 studies that that have presented results on how many people in different countries and locations have developed antibodies to the virus, Dr. John Loenitis said during a recent interview with Greek Reporter. Of course, none of these studies are perfect, but cumulatively, they provide useful composite evidence. A very crude estimate might suggest that about 150 to 300 million or more people have already been affected around the world. Uh, far more than the 10 million documented cases. And, you know, that's they say we're having all these surges and stuff, but the only reason for that is because they're doing more testing. 
the president came out and said that, and he was he got slammed for it, of course. They fucking hate that guy. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know. I, I think he's part of the problem too. I don't trust him. But it is true that the reason why there's there seems to be more cases is because they're increasing the testing. You know, if you test a shitload of more people, you'll find out that, like, oh my god, a lot of people had this thing. <clears throat> and then again, you can't really trust the tests, and there's a lot of false positives. And you know, you got these people who aren't even sick who go out to get tested. It's like, what the fuck? You're not even sick. So, and then you find out you had it the whole time, and nothing happened. Go figure, right? Ay, ay, ay. Ionidas. It's Ionidas, not Leo, not Leonidas, like from 300, but Ionidas. I think that's how you pronounce it. Pointed out the mortality rate uh, is low among young people who have contracted the virus. The death rate in a given country depends a lot on the age structure, who are the people infected, and how they are managed. Yeah, Ionidas said. For people younger than 45, the infection fatality rate is almost 0%. For 45 to 70, it is probably about 0.05% to 0.3%. So you have five hundredths of a percent to three tenths of a percent. That's astronomical, you know, and considering the uh, the lockdowns that are being taken, it just makes no sense. For those above 70, it escalates substantially, as would any sickness contracted by somebody who's old and about to fucking die anyways. Since the pandemic began in February, more than 2.6 million people in the United States have contracted the virus, and 128,000 people have died. Supposedly, you know, according to the skewed data that's being manipulated and people with stage four lung cancer who die, who are going to die anyways, are going to car crash or jumped out of a helicopter and died. But then they test them afterwards and find out they have it. And they mark it as a COVID death. That's what they're doing. Several states have seen spikes in cases, especially in the southeastern part of the country where lockdown measures were lifted earlier than in other states. The mortality rate nationwide appears to be tapering. However, a trend U.S. health officials attribute to a younger age bracket in terms of infection. The national single-day death rate from the virus fell to a three-month low last month. Additionally, Massachusetts reported zero new deaths from the coronavirus on Tuesday for the first time since March. Dr. Anthony Phoney, the nation's leading infectious disease expert, said last month that the increases in cases are partially due to an expanded national testing campaign uh, expanded national testing capacity and the phased reopening of local economies. If you test more, you will likely pick up more infections, Fauci said. Once you see that the percentage is higher, then you've really got to be careful because then you really are seeing additional infections that you weren't seeing before. Uh, Ionidis questioned whether the rate of infection and mortality rate were worth shutting down the U.S. economy for months. Major consequences on the economy, society, and mental health have already occurred. I hope they are reversible, and this depends to a large extent on whether we can avoid prolonging the draconian lockdowns and manage to deal with COVID-19 in a smart, precision, risk-targeted approach rather than blindly shutting down everything. So, yep. So you got a lot of doctors coming out and saying that that this shit just doesn't make sense and that uh, it's all bullshit, right? Which it is. And... You know, I'm not saying that this virus doesn't exist. I don't fucking know. There's definitely something going on. But it's just so overblown. And 
it's because we're moving into this next phase of the society that they want to create. They have to do away with the old society in order to create this new one that they've been wanting to bring in for years. And we've had all the predicted programming for it. I just watched the movie Total Recall last night, which is now on Netflix conveniently. It, it came out in 1990. It's with Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking, you know, he's like some spy dude who goes to Mars and he has this uh he goes to this company where they do like some mind control thing on him and give him these like fake memories and he has to get this chip inserted into him. It's just all and and he pays for it in credits, like social credits and it, there's all this Illuminati imagery in it and there's the chick with three titties and uh I I recommend you watch it just for the just to see how they've been prepping us for this for so long. Dude, they got this shit planned out so far ahead of times. And whoa, I'm about to read you this article here. <laughs> and there's this picture of this mask. And it's just like totally see-through in the lips. So so chicks can show off their lips. And it's like it's like a little net. Like, what's that going to do? Holy fuck. Uh, okay. Um, so much to read. So much to talk about. Where are we at here? I've been talking for over an hour. Are you still with me out there? Is anyone listening? All right, so uh, this this is an article saying that no one died from coronavirus. Important revelations shared by Dr. Stoyan Alexov, president of the Bulgarian Pathology Association. Let me zoom in on this so I can see. Okie dokie. Dr. Stoyan Stoyan. Alexoff called the World Health Organization a criminal medical organization for creating worldwide fear and chaos without providing objectively verifiable proof of a pandemic. Another studying revelation from Bulgarian Pathology Association President Dr. Alexoff is that he believes it's currently impossible to create a vaccine against the virus. He also revealed that European pathologists haven't identified any antibodies that are specific for SARS-CoV-2, which is what they're calling COVID-19. These stunning statements raise major questions, including about officials and scientists' claims regarding the many vaccines they're rushing into clinical trials around the world. Guys, don't take this fucking vaccine. It's not about saving you from any virus. It is completely fucking different man they're trying to shoot you up with some crazy shit and who the fuck even knows what's in it they also raise doubt about the veracity of claims of discovery of anti-novel coronavirus antibodies which are beginning to be used to treat patients novel coronavirus specific antibodies are supposedly the basis for the expensive serology test kits being used in many countries some of which have been found to be unacceptably inaccurate oh no no really and they purportedly and they're purportedly key to the immunity certificates coveted by Bill Gates that are about to go into widespread use in the form of the COVID pass in 15 countries including the UK, US and Canada. Uh, I'm going to I got an article about that too. Or just you can go to the website covipass.com and it's your digital health passport which a lot of alternative media people are talking about this. It's it's uh this fucking thing that's going to say that you have the antibodies or you have the vaccine and then that's going to be the only way you can travel or the only way you can go into the fucking grocery store or do anything, you know, get a job because we're all going to be controlled by these people. It's insane. Dr. Alexoff, and it's Bill Gates, right, that's doing it all. What does he know? Yeah, 
Bill Gates is just a front man for these people, though. Dr. Alexoff made his jaw-dropping observations in a video interview surmising the consensus of participants in a May 8, 2020 European Society of Pathology webinar on COVID-19. The May 13th video of Dr. Alexov was conducted by Dr. Stoicho Katsarov, chair of the Center for Protection of Citizens' Rights in Sofia and a former Bulgarian deputy minister of health. The video is on BPA's website, which also highlights some of Dr. Alexov's main points. We asked a native Bulgarian speaker with a science background to orally translate the video interview into English. We then described her or transcribed her translation. The video is here and our English transcript is here. Among the major bombshells Dr. Alexov dropped is that the leaders of the May 8 ESP webinar said no novel coronavirus-specific antibodies have been found. The body forms antibodies specific to pathogens it encounters. These specific antibodies are known as monoclonal antibodies and are a key tool in pathology. This is done via immunohistochemistry, which involves tagging antibodies with colors and then coating the biopsy or autopsy tissue slides with them. After giving the antibodies time to bind to the pathogens they're specific for, the pathologist can look at the slides under a microscope and see the specific places where the colored antibodies and therefore the pathogens they're bound to are located. Therefore, in the absence of monoclonal antibodies to the novel coronavirus, pathologists cannot verify whether SARS-CoV-2 is present in the body or whether the diseases and deaths attributed to it indeed were caused by the virus rather than by something else. It would be easy to dismiss Dr. Alexov as just another crank conspiracy theorist. After all, many people believe they're everywhere these days, spreading dangerous misinformation about COVID-19 and other issues. In addition, little of what Dr. Alexov alleges was the consensus of the May 8th webinar is in the publicly viewable parts of the proceedings. But keep in mind that whistleblowers often stand alone because the vast majority of people are afraid to speak out publicly. Also, Dr. Alexov has an unimpugnable record and reputation. He's been a, phys- a physician for 30 years. He's president of the BPA, a member of the ESP's advisory board, and head of the histopathology department at the oncology hospital in the Bulgarian capital of Sofia. On top of that, there's other support for what Alexoff is staying. For example, the director of the Institute of Forensic Medicine at the University Medical Center Hamford Eppendorf in Germany said in media interviews that there's a striking dearth of solid evidence for COVID-19's lethality. What the hell does dearth mean? Let's look it up. Dearth. Scarcity. Good word. All right, I'm going to make put that in a rhyme. Dearth. Shit's heart. COVID-19 is a fatal disease only in exceptional cases, but in most cases it is predominantly harmless it is a predominantly harmless viral infection, Dr. Klaus Puschel told a German paper in April. Adding in another interview, in quite a few cases, we have also found that the current corona infection has nothing whatsoever to do with the fatal outcome because other diseases of death are present. For example, other causes of death, I'm sorry. For example, a brain hemorrhage or a heart attack. COVID-19 is not particularly 
dangerous virus, viral disease, all speculation about individual deaths that have not been expertly examined only fuel anxiety. So basically what he's saying is somebody's dying from a heart attack or a brain hemorrhage, and then uh, they say it's COVID-19. Also, one of us, Rosemary, and another journalist, Amory Devereux, documented on June 9, our off-Guardian article that the novel coronavirus has not filled Koch's postulates. So these are like the fucking Bible of whether or not something is like a disease or whether or not the virus exists or not. Koch's postulates are, is a, a set of requirements that that a virus or a potential virus, whatever you think of the virus is, it has to meet all of these things or else it doesn't even fucking exist. And this thing hasn't even met any of those. It, it, well, it hasn't met them all. You have to meet them all for it to be fucking real. And uh, and yet it hasn't done that, and we're still rushing in this vi- this vaccine, which is going to treat a virus that may or may not even exist. They haven't even been able to isolate it yet. So what the fuck is is up with this vaccine, really? What is really in it? These are questions you should ask, folks. That's why it's important for you to do your own research and think about it, man. How many parents are going to get get it for their kids and shit, and uh, never do their own research about what this thing really is? You know, they're just going to believe the propaganda and the public relations campaign that is surrounding uh, this implementation of this vaccine, which may very well be mandatory. They've already done the mandatory mass. It's a very short step to say, oh, shit, everyone's got to get the vaccine. Ay, ay, ay. These postulates are specific steps used to prove whether a virus exists and has a one-to-one relationship with a specific disease. We showed that to date, no one has proven SARS-CoV-2 causes a discrete illness matching the characteristics of all the people who ostensibly died from COVID-19. Nor has the virus uh, been isolated, reproduced, and then shown to cause the discrete illness. Let me reread that for you. So they're saying that the coronavirus in question hasn't fulfilled Koch's postulates. These postulates are scientific steps used to prove whether a virus exists and has a one-to-one relationship with a specific disease. We have shown that to date, no one has proven SARS-CoV-2 causes a discrete illness matching the characteristics of all the people who ostensibly died from COVID-19. Nor has the virus been isolated, reproduced, and then shown to cause this discrete illness. So they haven't fucking identified it yet. And yet all this stuff is happening surrounding it. It's pretty important. In addition, in a June 27 Off-Guardian article, two more journalists, Torsten Engelbricht and Konstantin Demeter, uh, added to the evidence that the existence of SARS-CoV-2 RNA is based on faith, not fact, as so much of this world is these days, right? The pair also confirmed there is no scientific proof that those RNA sequences deemed to match that of the novel coronavirus are the causative agent of what is called COVID-19. Dr. Alex Zoff stated in a May 13th interview that the main conclusion of those of us who participated in the May 8th webinar, webinar was that the autopsies that were conducted in Germany, Italy, Spain, France, and Sweden do not show that the virus is deadly. He added that what all the pathologists said is that there's no one who has died from the coronavirus. I will repeat that. No one has died from the coronavirus. And yet we all got to wear the masks, right? And we got we to gotta play into that illusion that everybody has that they're fucking helping or something. And you're like, you're a bad person if you don't wear the mask, right? So, so this begs the question, is it okay to play into an illusion for someone? And, and, and should we be maintaining that illusion so when people think something's going one way but it's really the other? 
Isn't that fucked up to make people believe in a lie? Doesn't Does the truth matter anymore? Or do we just do whatever everybody else is doing, even though it's completely wrong and there's no evidence behind it, just because everybody's doing it? You know? And this has been the case throughout history, where, you know, there was a few people who knew the truth, went the other way, they get ostracized, sometimes fucking killed, thrown in prison, whatever. And uh, this is where we're at today. And we think we're so advanced, right? We think we're so smart. When the people telling the truth and trying to help you are are demonized. It's pretty sad, honestly. Dr. Alexov also observed there is no proof from autopsies that anyone deemed to have been infected with the novel coronavirus died only from an inflammatory reaction sparked by the virus, presenting as interstitial pneumonia rather than from other potentially fatal diseases. Another revelation of his is that we need to see exactly how the law will deal with immunization in that vaccine that we're all talking about because I'm certain it's currently not possible to create a vaccine against COVID. I'm not sure what exactly Bill Gates is doing with his laboratories. Is it really a vaccine he's producing or something else? This is a fucking doctor right here, folks, a very well-established, well-credentialed doctor saying, what the fuck is up with this vaccine? What is he really making? Because he can't make a vaccine for this virus because we can't, we, do, we don't even know what the virus is. Or even if there is a virus. It hasn't met these, these postulates that you have to meet. They haven't even isolated. They don't even know what it is. He's like, what is, what is he doing with his labs? Is he really producing a virus? So there's some people catching on, but you know we'll see how long this guy survives for, right? As pointed to above, the inability to identify monoclonal antibodies for the virus suggests there is no basis for the vaccines, serological testing, and immunity certificates being rolled out around the globe at unprecedented speed and cost. In fact, there is no solid evidence the virus exists. And folks, just to let you know, this is a mainstream article. This is on Global Research. Uh, It's a a pretty mainstream publication. This isn't like some crazy conspiracy website being ran by some dude in his mom's garage as i'm sure so many people would like to you know paint it as that this is real stuff actual journalism here dr alexoff made still more important points for example he noted that in contrast to the seasonal influenza SARS-CoV-2 hasn't been proven to kill youth With the flu, we can find one virus which can cause a young person to die with no other illness present. In other words, with in other words, the coronavirus infection is an infection that does not lead to death, and the flu can lead to death. Okay, so this is less deadly than the flu. It says in quotations here, there have been reports of several maladies such as Kawasaki-like disease and stroke in young people who were deemed to have a novel coronavirus infection. However, the majority of published papers on these cases are very short and include only one or a small or only a small handful of patients. Moreover, commentators on the papers note it's impossible to determine the role of the virus because the papers' authors did not control sufficiently, if at all, for confounding factors. It's most likely that children's deaths attributed to COVID-19, in fact, are from multiple organ failure resulting from the combination of the drug cocktail and ventilation that these children are subjected to. So you got a kid who's, who's sick, he's got a fucking cold or whatever, and then their parents take him to the hospital, you got the doctors who are shooting him up with all these drugs, putting him on ventilators, and then the kid dies. And then they attribute that to COVID-19, when in fact the fucking hospital killed the kid in the first place, man. And I'm not saying all doctors are bad and all nurses are evil before, 
you know, somebody says that. But this system, man, this system is all controlled from the top. And uh, these people don't care about you, man. And, I, you know, I will venture off to say that a lot of doctors don't fucking care about you. They're in it for the money. And I can say that from personal experience and the experience of people around me. And you could see that by, you know, the deaths of all these homeopathic doctors which recently took place. And the fact that, you know, some people will come up with like a cancer treatment and then it'll be deemed illegal by the FDA and the American Medical Association or it'll be bought up by a pharmaceutical company so nobody can get it. You know, the system, this healthcare system is not meant to care for your health. It's quite the opposite. It's not out for your well-being. Dr. Alexoff therefore asserted that the WHO is creating worldwide chaos with no real facts behind what they are saying. Among the myriad ways the WHO is creating that chaos is by prohibiting almost all autopsies of people deemed to have died from COVID-19. So you can't even, you can't even do an autopsy on this person once, once you say they got COVID-19. As a result, reported Dr. Alexoff by May 13th, only three such autopsies had been conducted in Bulgaria. Also, the WHO's dictating that everyone said to be infected with the novel coronavirus who subsequently dies must have their deaths attributed to COVID-19. Let's read that again. Also, the WHO is dictating that everyone said to be infected with the novel coronavirus who subsequently dies must have their deaths attributed to COVID-19. So, as many people have said, if you get in a fucking car crash, anything, whatever, dude, any cause of death, it immediately gets attributed to COVID-19, driving up the statistics and therefore justifying the lockdowns and the destruction of the economy, turning everybody against each other. If I'm not wearing a mask, I'm a piece of shit, even though this shit hasn't even been proven to exist. But I'm supposed to maintain this illusion that people have that it's so deadly and we're all in, in such danger, right? That's crazy. And just to reiterate, too, the WHO, the World Health Organization, that's a private institution, you know, is created by philanthropists just like the American Medical Association, the Center for Disease Control. Uh, you know, they got some good people working there, I'm sure, but I, I definitely don't trust this organization. Not one bit, especially when they're in such close relationship with uh, Bill Gates and, you know, these these nefarious evil villains that we got fucking running the world, man. It's insane. Uh, says, that's quite stressful for us and for me in particular because we have protocols and procedures which we need to use, he told Dr. Katsarov. Uh, and another pathologist 100 years from now is going to say, hey, those pathologists didn't know what they were doing when they said the cause of death was COVID-19. So we need to be really strict with our diagnoses because they could be proven or disproven and they could be checked again later. He disclosed that pathologists in several countries in Europe, as well as China, Australia, and Canada, are strongly resisting the pressure to them on them to attribute deaths to COVID-19 alone. I'm really sad that we need to follow the WHO's instructions without even thinking about them. But in Germany, France, Italy, and England, they're starting to think that we shouldn't follow the WHO so strictly. And instead, when we're writing the cause of death, we should have some pathology results to back that up. And we should follow the protocol. That's because when we say something, we need to be able to prove it. So why the fuck is this this World Health Organization, you know, which whatever their fucking agenda is, which is all the big agenda, it's the UN agenda, the New World Order, whatever you want to fucking call it, they're all in on it. And why did they get to dictate to all these hospitals and all these doctors and surgeons and well-qualified people who know what they're fucking doing, why did they get to tell them what to do? And why are they all a part of that same system? Why isn't there any autonomy? Why isn't there any... Why do we all have to be in lockstep and doing the exact same thing across the world? 
And you have to realize this is what they want for the whole world. They want the whole world to be in one big fucking system where you can't do anything that they don't deem okay, you know? It's scary, man, and and we're really in it right now. Like this is unprecedented the 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 moves that have been taken right now. I mean, just go outside. Go to a go to the fucking store, go to the park. You know, see all the crazy shit. I've seen guys skating in the at the skate park with a fucking mask on. Like, dude, you're going to die. <laughs> it's terrible. It's 95 degrees out and you're skating around in a mask. Ay ay ay. He added that autopsies could have helped confirm or disprove the theory that many of the people deemed to have died of COVID-19 in Italy had previously received the H1N1 flu vaccine. Because, as he noted, the vaccine suppresses adults' immune systems and therefore may have been a significant contributor to their deaths by making them more susceptible to infection. Holy shit, what? He added that autopsy... I'm going to read this again. He added that autopsies could have helped confirm or disprove the theory that many of the people deemed to have died from COVID-19 in Italy had previously received the H1N1 flu vaccine. Because, as he noted, the vaccine suppresses adults' immune systems and therefore may have been a significant contributor to the deaths by making them much more susceptible to infection. Telling you, man, a lot of these these vaccines that they're pushing on you so avidly and making a shitload of money doing it, they're not good for you, man. It's, you're putting poison in your body. You're disrupting your immune system in the natural order of things. Not to say that they're all bad and there hasn't been a vaccine that has been effective or helped people in the past because I'm sure they, you know, they sure fucking push that narrative in the medical schools now, which are bought out by the pharmaceutical companies and the vaccine manufacturers and the people who are doing all this bad shit to us. I was just talking to a friend who's a nurse yesterday about that, and uh, you know it's it's biblical to them. It's it's uh, you know it's it's like scripture. They just they believe what they're told in school because their their professors are smart. I mean, look at this prestigious institution that we're in, in the big classroom, and the fucking you know it all looks so legit, right? Why would they lie to us? They know what they're doing, but you know as we know, that's not always the case. Doctors Alexov and Katerov agreed that yet another aspect of the WHO caused chaos and its fatal consequences is many people are likely to die soon from diseases such as cancer because the lockdowns combined with the emptying of hospitals, ostensibly to make room for COVID-19 patients, halted all but the most pressing procedures and treatments. So you got all these people who have all these fucked up diseases and they can't get in the hospital because they got to make room for COVID-19 even though the fucking hospital's empty. You guys see what's happening here? You know how many fucking people are dying because of that and have committed suicide from fucking not being able to see their friends, not having a fucking job, losing their job, no income? Does any of this shit matter to you guys? I mean, I know it matters to you guys. You're listening to this, right? You know what's up. But it's fucking aggravating, man. This world, dude. We're, we're the, the asylum is being run by the inmates, folks. They also observe these diseases are being exacerbated by the fear and chaos surrounding COVID-19. We know that stress significantly suppresses the immune system, so I can really claim 200% that all the chronic diseases will be more severe and more acute, per se. Specifically, in situ carcinoma, over 50% of these are going to be more invasive. So I will say that this epidemic isn't so much an epidemic of the virus, it's an epidemic of giving people a lot of fear and stress. And that's exactly what it is. And that, that mask on your face, that increases your stress levels too. In addition, posited Dr. Alexov, as another direct and dire result of the pandemic, people, uh, the pandemic panic, Many people are losing faith in physicians. 
Because in my opinion, the coronavirus isn't that dangerous, and how are people going to have trust in me doing cancer pathology, much of which is related to viruses as well? But nobody is talking about that. And yeah, as they should. You know, unless these doctors come out and tell the truth, as as a lot have done, you know, I'll give you guys prop for that. There are some good doctors out there who are telling the truth and nurses. Um, but unless more people do that and really stand up against this agenda and 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 tell the truth, then you've lost all all credentials. You know, you you've lost all credibility. Why should people go to the fucking doctor anymore when you're probably more likely to die in there than anywhere else? Just stay home and drink some apple cider apple cider vinegar or something. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know, but man, it ain't looking too good for these guys. We emailed Dr. Alexov several questions, including asking why he believes it's impossible to create a vaccine against COVID-19. He didn't answer the questions directly. Dr. Alexov instead responded, uh, Dear Patrick, thanks for all your thanks for your email and information. I do 1,000% accept all information. In addition, WHO said pathogen with COVID-19 do not need autopsy. Why? With small number of autopsy we have done in Europe, it is clearly visible. No one died from COVID-19. We said most probably with COVID-19. Uh, I do believe WHO is the best criminal medical organization. <laughs> best regards, Dr. S.T. Alexov, MD, head of histopathology department. Um, so, you know, they're saying that they question him more and more and ask him, you know, deeper about the why COVID-19, uh, th- there can't be a, a, a vaccine, um, which he already said. They, they explained that in the, in the thing. They're just trying to discredit him at the end, which is how they do this. We also emailed uh, five of Dr. Alexov's colleagues at the European Pathology Society asking them to confirm Dr. Alexov's re- revelations. We followed up by telephone with two of them. None responded. Why didn't Dr. Alexov and his five colleagues answer our questions? We doubt it's due to lack of English proficiency. It's more likely because of the pressure on pathologists to follow the WHO's directives and not speak out publicly. And on top of that, pathology departments depend on governments for their funding. Nonetheless, pathologists like doctors Alexov and Pouchel appear to be willing to step out and say that no one has died from the novel coronavirus infection. Perhaps that's that's because pathologists' records and reputations are based on hard physical evidence rather than on subjective interpretation of test signs and symptoms, and there's no hard physical evidence that COVID-19 is deadly. Wow. Okay, actually, sorry. I apologize to the writers of this article. They went the other way on that. Um... Very interesting. That was an interesting article. I, uh, I'm going to share this. Nobody's going to read it. It takes too long. How about it took like 30 minutes to read that shit? But uh, very interesting stuff, guys. Nobody's died from it. We can't even prove that it fucking exists. Hasn't met Koch's postulates. But nonetheless, we have our prestigious World Health Organization warning that a coronavirus pandemic is speeding up as countries ease lockdown rules and the worst is yet to come. I'll just read you the key points on this. I'm getting tired of reading. Uh, It says, although many countries have made some progress, globally the pandemic is actually speeding up. WHO Chief Tedros uh, Adenham Ghebreyesus said during a virtual news conference, the virus has infected more than 10 million people around the world and killed at least half a million people. According to the data compelled, uh, compiled by John Hopkins, organization, university, whatever. The single most important intervention is tracing and quarantine contacts. Of course, right? So they want to be able to trace you everywhere. 
And uh, six months since the virus started, it could be like a broken record to say exactly the same thing, but the same thing works. Test, test, isolate, quarantine cases. But, you know, uh, as we know, this is all about tracking you everywhere you go. You know, you ain't able, you're not going to be able to do shit, man, unless, uh, unless you get their vaccine and all that bullshit, right? It's pretty insane. And amid all of this, we have, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Which is not really about black lives. I'll venture out there to say it. <laughs> In fact, uh, I got an article here that says, polls show that only 17% of Black Lives Matter's protesters are black. So you have all these righteous white liberal people who, uh, you know, fucking... In, in, in essence, the whole fundamental basis of them going out to protest, you know, in uh, support of Black Lives Matter and them finding it necessary that they need to go out and, and do that is racist in itself because it's saying that black people are, are powerless themselves to, to change the system or to, to um, you know, get their justice and, and the peace that they so desire – um, we need we need these white people to go out and do it for them because because they're white, right? Pretty funny, <laughs> but you can't say that, right? It says um, the new PEW Research Center survey found that out of the 615 respondents who attended a protest or rally related to race uh, in the past month, the vast majority were young and 79% leaned towards the Democratic Party. The survey showed that only 70% of the Black Lives Matter protesters were black, while 46% were white, 22% were Hispanic, and 8% were Asian. And, of, yeah, of course, they're predominantly Democratic. I will venture off to say that the Democratic Party is the most racist organization in, you know, instead of saying it's Republicans. I don't think Republicans really give a fuck, but it often gets switched around not that any of these these parties mean anything i mean they do mean something but it, it is that left right dichotomy that keeps being used to divide us but i will say that the democratic party is far more fucking brainwashed and on board with this new world order agenda and they're just they're fucking brainwashed dude but that's what the universities create is these uh brainwashed idiots who just do whatever they're told. In recent weeks, a wave of black lives matter protests swept across america with people hitting the streets in huge numbers, to call for an end to systemic racism and radical police reform. Just who were the protesters? A new Pew Research survey said uh, of 9,654 adults found that 6% of respondents attended a protest or rally focusing on issues related to race or racial equality in the past month, a sizable share given that the U.S. is in the midst of a deadly pandemic. But, you know, as you see, they said that the the protest, the Black Lives Matter protest, actually slowed the spreading of the virus. Oh, the mind control, the system. It's fucking crazy. Makes no sense. Uh, but people will believe it, and they'll spread it and be like, yeah, we got to protest more. <laughs> Not saying I don't care about black lives, man. Obviously, I do. You know, I'm all for fucking justice and shit, but I'm not seeing this this really racist thing going on. I really don't. I don't even know any racist people, honestly. I know a bunch of fucking sensitive-ass people that are calling everybody out on everything, and, like, you know, people... I don't know, man. I just don't know. The vast majority of attendees were generally young and leaning towards the Democratic Party. Uh, out of 615 adults who attended the protests in the last month, 
or eight protests, 46% were white, 22% were Hispanic, 17% were black, and 8% were Asian. According to PEW Research, protest attendees tend to be tended to be non-white given the overall number of adults polled. 60% of total respondents were white, 15% were Hispanic, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, most of them were white, right? Because white people got to do the work for black people, I guess. Is that not racist? I mean, eh, you're kind of insinuating that these people can't help themselves, so you need to come out and do it. And that's kind of fucking racist, right? Let's be honest with each other, dude. We can all we all have the power to help ourselves here. And uh, you getting out and do the bidding of another race because they're black, you know, you think that you got to go out and do something for them. It's it's kind of racist, right? You're you're taking away their power from them. Um, because you believe that you can do it better because you're white. Do you see how that's racist? Does that matter to anyone? And I'm not saying everybody who goes to the fucking protests are racist or whatever, but I, you know, this whole movement, uh, the the way it was founded, the people who are giving it money, you know, it's big money from Disney, Coca-Cola, George Soros. You know, it is like a left-wing communist type of movement, and they say in their... Their posted goals that they want to destroy the family unit, they want to destroy the patriarchy, the hetero male cis fucking racist. Everybody's racist if you're if you're a white dude with a family, or even if you're a black dude with a family, you're fucking racist, and you're not even really black. They'll try to say, and like, it's just some crazy shit they're coming out with, man. And this is just something stoking the fire. You know, everyone's already so frustrated from the lockdowns and all the bullshit with that, and then now they got to start the race war, right? Just to be the fucking nail in the coffin. And I have another article here. It says, The Origins of Black Neo-Marxism. Um, Noel Ignatiev was a white American of Russian Jewish origin and former Harvard professor who is considered to be the father of numerous radical black movements in America. He is the person who introduced the concept of white privilege and who called for white women to breed out while calling for white men to kill themselves. However, he wrote, White does not mean white. White in radical parlance means anyone of any race, creed, nationality, color, sex, or sexual preference who embraces capitalism, free markets, limited government, and American traditional cultural values. This is an actual quote from this fucking idiot. Who, who was a professor at Harvard? What a prestigious institution where only the finest minds are produced. Since the 1960s, all communist revolutionaries have known the maxim, the issue is never the issue, the issue is always the revolution. That is why the two wings of the Democrat Party, the White Antifa and the Black BLM, work together as one. They understand that race may be the apparent issue, but the real goal is communist revolution under the banner of socialism. Which, like I said, socialism is just communism in a hurry. It's a more palatable version. But, you know, anybody who's gone to fucking college, they think that socialism is great, communism is great. History doesn't matter. All the hundreds of millions of people that have been killed. I visited uh, socialist, communist countries. I went to Laos, which is a communist country. And guess what? It fucking sucks there, you know? I mean, it's a beautiful country, very nice people. Everyone's cool as fuck. But, dude, they're poor as fuck. They didn't got no opportunity to do nothing. The, the infrastructure's all fucked. You know, it's like, there's, it's sad, man. And they're having a good time, you know, very, very nice people. Some of the nicest people I've ever met, I met over there. And also in Cambodia. Cambodia underwent this communist takeover uh, where the Khmer Rouge took over and they went to do this like rural communist society. They killed like three to six million people. They don't even know how many people. 
So many people died, and it was the most cruel, fucked up system everywhere. What communism is, is giving the government ultimate power over your life. You really think the government gives a fuck about you? Man, you got to do some some reading, some history, man. Get the real truth because these systems of government are, are ineffective. And they say, well, you know, they just didn't do it right, right? They didn't fucking, you know, they didn't do it right like how I would have done it. But it's just human nature that it's going to be fucked with and manipulated. And, and people are... <laughs> The, the psychopathic people who always come into power, no matter what, are, are going to be the people in power. And, and, and people are going to get fucked over, the, the vast majority of the population. Anyways, it says white does not mean white. White in radical parlance means anyone of any race, creed, nationality, color, sex, or sexual preference who embraces capitalism, free markets, limited government, and American traditional cultural values. And this is a Harvard professor, folks. From communist Russia, he's a commie. It says, this philosophical concept belongs to Noel Ignatiev. Or is it Ignatiev? I think it's that. Noel Ignatiev. A white American of Russian origin who is the ideological founding father of numerous radical black movements in America. The author of the concept was even lucky enough to see his best students, Black Lives Matter, in action. Research into the work of this former Harvard professor finally answered the question of why BLM proponents are so negative about the perfectly rational slogan, All Lives Matter. The fact is that black is the interpretation of Ignatiev uh, in the interpretation of Ignatiev is a revolutionary Marxist. Uh, all those who do not agree with the left ideology should, according to Ignatiev, be eliminated. Of course, right? Because they're so tolerant. They're liberal. Uh, the slogan, All Lives Matter, blurs the concept of the enemy and brings confusion to the minds of revolutionaries. That is why any mention of All Lives Matter or its version in support of the police, Blue Lives Matter, provokes such an acute reaction from the left. According to Ignatiev, black is not the level of pigment in the skin, but the level of adherence to the Marxist doctrine. According to this definition, the great American free market economist Thomas Sowell, although he is quite enough black pigment, is not black. The conservative justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, isn't black either. According to Ignatiev, many black Americans are not black just because they do not want to follow the Marxist dogma. Isn't it funny coming from an old fucking pasty white Russian guy saying who is and isn't black? Ah, oh, geez. The, the, the ignorance and the audacity of these people is, is beyond fucking fucked. Noel Ignatiev, 1940-2019, RIP, was born in America in a family of Jewish immigrants from Russia and was a third-generation communist. Moreover, he was not just a member of the Communist Party of the USA from the age of 17, but belonged to its most radical ultra-left Marxist-Leninist wing. What was his most outstanding contribution to American philosophy? Eventually, here it is. <laughs> it's a quote from him, direct quote. Eventually, white women can breed out. But my feeling is that if you are a white male, you should kill yourself now. If you are a thoughtful person with a social consciousness who considers himself white, you will consider suicide. <laughs> it was he, a convinced, uncompromising, and resolute communist, who in 1967 proposed the doctrine of white privilege. Not a racial term, <clears throat> but a somewhat modified Marxist term of the class struggle, the notorious eradication of white privileges, is simply the standard Marxist wealth redistribution expressed in New Speak. And that's what this is all about. And this big uh, 
uh, global system, the New World Order system, it's a communist system, which means everybody's fucking poor except for the experts at the top and the technocracy and all that. You know, it's not like ah, you just have no opportunity to expand, <clears throat> which is perfect if you're a tyrannical piece of shit and you like that stuff and you want no threat to your power. Of course, the primary task for Ignatiev was never the physical extermination of whites. He was talking about the ideological purification of the whites from the principles of private property, individualism, and freedom, all concepts profoundly alien to the Marxists. Supporters of Ignatiev aiming for socialism in America have chosen a very peculiar way, the mass transformation of whites, <clears throat> excuse me, and squeezing out of them all of their whiteness. He sees a happy future as an all-American gulag where the re-education of whites into blacks takes place. And remember, we're talking about uh, from, from a capitalist into a communist there, but, which apparently those, you know, if you're white, you're a capitalist. If you're black, you're a communist. Okay. In this case, Ignatiev has no doubts about his righteousness. The goal of destroying the white race is simply so desirable. It boggles the mind trying to understand how anyone could possibly object to it. The showcase kitsch uh, concentration camp Chaz Antifascian in Seattle with its intolerance of dissent is the pinnacle of the realization of Nignitev's ideas. Uh, the kneeling of some American police officers, military personnel, and politicians in front of a crowd of blacks, blacks from a Marxist point of view, of course, is an acknowledgement of the supremacy of left-wing ideology over the law. This is a recognition of the supremacy of the leftist dogma over the Constitution and the oath. Kneeling is a confirmation that America is not suffering from systemic racism, but from systemic neo-Marxism. I'll buy that. Before citing another statement of Ignatiev, let's consider its antithesis. Make no mistake about it, we intend to keep bashing the dead black males and the live ones and the females too until the social con construct known as the black race is destroyed. No, this is not black racism. This is a systemic canonical, canonical, I don't know what that means, and ideological correct approach to the class situation or the class struggle designed to accomplish a dogmatic Marxist wealth redistribution. Why? Because since the 60s, all, lefts, all leftists have known the maxim, the issue is never the issue, the issue is always the revolution. That is why the two paramilitary wings of the Democrat Party, the white Antifa and the black BLM, perfectly understand each other. After all, the race is not the problem. The main goal is the revolution. By the way, the white wing of the stormtroopers was also created by the communist Soviet Ernst Thälmann established Antifa in Germany in 1932. <clears throat> How funny, right? Uh, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, when your stated goal is to destroy the family unit and, and you know all these things that are so far beyond racism and the the proponing, you know, pro you really like the the trans movements and the gays and all this shit. It's not about race. It's about it's about changing society, as so much of what's happening right now is. And, and once you have all these businesses shut down and dependent on the government through unemployment and through stimulus packages and things like that, then, dude, we've pretty much gone socialist, communist. And it's not to say that we're, like, capitalist to begin with. I would say we do live in a fascist society where there's a revolving door between the government and corporations because, you know, they're getting billions of dollars and I got to pay taxes and none of that shit. So it is a fascist society, but the anti-fascists ain't helping it none. They just adopted the name. Uh, BLM stormtroopers are trying to provoke a racial war in America in the hope that it will develop into a civil war simply because it is much easier to make a revolution during a war. One of the founders of BLM, Patrice Coolers, does not hide from the fact 
that BLM members are trained Marxists who read Marxist Lenin and Mao. Of course, the entire Ignatiev clink clank is hardly perceived by an unprepared audience. Therefore, for brevity, we will formulate the quintessence of Ignatiev's uh, philosophy in a simplified form. Racism is a form of anti-communism, meaning the meaning the white racism, of course. Um, actually, many readers are familiar with such definitions. For example, Zionism is a form of racism, has been an official UN slogan for many years. Uh, therefore, the militant anti-Semitism of paleo-communist Ignatiev should not surprise anyone. Uh, a Indeed, according to Ignatiev, it falls that Zionism is a form of anti-communism. Moreover, Ignatiev hated Christianity as much as Judaism. He especially hated Christians. And, oddly enough, oh, he especially hated Christmas and Christmas trees. Oh, what a nice guy. Anyways, it says, The Race Trader magazine published a policy article by Ignatiev in 1997 entitled, The point is not to interpret whiteness, but to abolish it. And here's a quote from that article. It says, when it comes to abolishing the white race, the task is not to win over more whites to oppose racism. They are anti-racist enough already to do that job. The task is to gather together a minority determined to make it impossible for anyone to be white it is a strategy of creative provocation. Fascinating, right? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot going on, man. And, uh, you know, that whole, the Black Lives Matter movement, obviously Black Lives Matter, as, you know, as a statement, that's completely true. But as a movement and as a political organization, uh, the goals of that, of that um, organization are very suspect. So, you know, you got to be careful with, with what societies and organizations that you align yourself with, because there's just like, Fucking so much more going on, man. And and people are being used. Once you once you like align yourself with an organization and you you know take the oath or whatever they want you to do, um, then you're be, you're going to be used by them. It's just a fact. And the fact that they're allowing this this um, organization to be painting these giant murals on the streets, you know, all over. It's it's a form of takeover, is what it is. And and you're not allowed to say anything, right? Because if you oppose it in any way or you say, you know, yeah, okay, of course black lives matter. Of course they do. And being racist is fucked up. But what about these other ten fucking goals and, you know, all this shit that you want to do that's kind of fucked up, right? And, and you know, like why aren't I allowed to oppose that? Oh, we're just racist. So it's a, it's a coverall thing and it's like – the same thing with the masks. If you don't wear the mask, you're a dick and you don't care about old people and you want them all to die, right? So facts don't matter. It doesn't matter that the virus hasn't met Koch's postulates. It doesn't matter that they can't even create a vaccine for it. You know, according to these well-established, very smart doctors who know a lot more about this shit than I do. What do I know? But um, yeah, it's just it's just the mind control system we're in. It's so prevalent today. It's pretty stressful, pretty fucking annoying. Um, everything has just become so much less convenient in recent months. And... Uh, Man, I just hope you guys can stay sane through this, and I really encourage you to seek out alternative information and explanations into what is happening, because there are a select group of people who are putting out a lot of good work, and uh, I would advise against following the Q movement. I don't think that has anything good. It's giving people false hope and making people think that Donald Trump is some savior who's going to you know, do all this. You know, He's like Batman or something. It's just not true. He's part of it, man. 
he's doing this shit, dude. He's a puppet just like everybody else. That's how it is. And, uh, you know, he's right on board with Bill Gates talking about how we're going to get the vaccine. Well, we're going to get the best vaccine faster and quicker and better than every other country. You know, and all that shit. So it's like, dude, but we've been trained through movies and stuff, through like the superhero movies, the Marvel movies and all that shit that that there's somebody out there who's going to do that for you, that that there will just be this magnificent hero that will appear out of nowhere and just save the whole world. And that's just unrealistic, guys. It's not going to happen. It's never happened before. And it's not going to happen now. You're responsible for your own life and, and you know that of your family and stuff like that. And waiting for somebody to come save you, it's just uh, unrealistic. And you're going to be waiting a whole f- a really fucking long time and you're going to die in, in the meantime. So <laughs> I don't know. But nonetheless... You got to look on the bright side and, and hopefully you're still having a good time. Hopefully you have friends who are willing to hang out or at least fucking talk and, uh, you know, think about things. I mean, even myself, you know, it's not like all my friends are completely on board with everything I say. It's very rare that you meet somebody who is perceptive to this and even open to speaking about this kind of thing. And I think one reason is because, you know, it's just uncomfortable. People don't want to entertain that. It's cognitive dissonance. They don't want to, like consider that the world will be is different than what they think you know they just they they don't want their perception shattered and they don't want to have to fucking rethink about stuff i don't know you could research cognitive dissonance for more about that and then another of it is just you know they're they're just brainwashed by the the media and stuff they've been trained to obey authority figures and and any alternative information that goes against that is just a conspiracy theory and you shouldn't even consider it and, uh, you know, they, they fall into the left-right paradigm and they, they, they think whatever side is going to help them or they just don't see how the system actually works. And, uh, yeah, that's why I try to do little talks like this. And sorry, it's been a while. I'll try to, I'll try to do them more periodically. And, uh, you know, as long as there are people out there listening, even if it only touches one or two people, um, then it's worth it, right? Because, because, uh. You know, everybody out there matters. You know, your opinion matters and, and what, you're, what you're thinking about shit matters. And uh, knowing the truth matters. At least it does to me. So I'm going to send you out with a new song that I made. Uh, it's called Late May. I hope you like it. It's like the first time anyone's listened to it. So, you know, enjoy it. I'm going to be putting it out on all platforms pretty soon here. So thank you. Peace out. Check, check. I won't pretend like I know all your pain. Yeah, that goes without saying. I won't pretend with no phony display. Most of you showing no shame. Time for a change. Line in the streets, fighting for peace with riot police. The violence is high, right to increase. Before any justice will finally be seen. Remember when Joker released it was lit? Fixing the rise, we thought it was sick. A year later, we beat up our neighbors, start breaking their shops, robbing their shit, dicks. Most of our racists are cops, blatantly hateful, pray that they stop. The system is rigged, so ignorant pigs do bidding of devils, they place at the top. I wasn't shocked by the murder of George, nor that of Ahmed, heard it before. That's the worst shit about Earth anymore, but now it's a matter that can't be ignored. Mass demonstration and blasting the station with tax and frustration like fuck the police. Inclinations to massacre racists and laugh at their faces like fuck your beliefs. Run through the streets, throw bricks at the pigs. Start with
with the arse and the dick from this bitch Sick of this shit, homie can't breathe People just streaming the feed on IG Last week celebrities saying stay home This week is everyone gang up in droves Safe in their throne, enslaving the clone If you need bail, they'll go pay for your loan Everything's racial, asking for fights Media sees it as black versus white Meanwhile your government's snatching your rights Compassionate plights, masking the vice Miraculous, everyone's activists now Searching for truth, passing it round Righteous opinions, pass from the bows Flying the ride to smash up your town I won't pretend like I know all your pain Yeah, that goes without saying I won't pretend with no phony display Most of you showing no shame Time for a change, lining the streets Fighting for peace with riot police The violence is high, right to increase Before any justice will finally be seen I won't pretend like I know all your pain Yeah, that goes without saying I won't pretend with no phony display Most of you showing no shame Time for a change, lining the streets Fighting for peace with riot police The violence is high, right to increase Before any justice will finally be seen And that's real talk Late May, 2020 Post-pandemic Shit's getting real, folks Tom is a lion killer, putting in my two cents.